This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens, and today our special guest is an amazing producer out of the D.C. area, Brown Sugar Productions. What up, Brown Sugar? What's up? Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like I was telling you uh, before we started, I was listening to your new EP, mm-hmm. and uh, I like it a lot. I like it. if y'all if, for y'all out there that are listening to this, uh, check out the Sugar Print EP. It's on uh, Spotify and pro- all the platforms. I'm sure. I listen yeah, to it on Spotify. YouTube ev- everywhere. Title, okay. all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I listen to all the tracks uh, quite a few times. And the ones I like the best, I like Stamp, but uh, Top and Scraped are my favorite two. Yeah. <laughs> I like those. Because Top's got that kind of uh, Afrobeats kind of feel to it a little bit, like with the drums and everything. Yeah. And Scraped, that, that, whatever that noise, whatever that metallic sound you put in there, that's, that's original. I like that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. With Top, I was definitely going for Afro. And Scraped was just, like, so organic. It mm. I've really that beat it probably like 15 20 minutes it just just came out <laughs> right right and that's one thing i like about your music is uh you got different feels so not like each track was a little bit different you know i had one track and i got like an early ti tip kind of feel to it with the with the uh like what you call that the organ with the late with the laying on the organs on one and then you got yeah. another completely different feel on another one so uh, what's your what's your creation process? How do you go go about actually making making a beat? So you like to start with drums, you know, melody, or is it kind of does it vary? Well, I always like to start off with keys or some sort of sound before drums. Okay. Always the melody and the bass down first. So I play keys. I am a piano player. I've been doing that for since really when I started, but I always like to start off with that. I want to get the sounds first, get that feel, and then I'll eventually go into my drums and my bass and start getting that off. Okay, okay. And the mm-hmm. drums, that's another thing I noticed on your on your EP was the drums. Um, they can get pretty intricate, but they're all, each one is a little different. Each track, the drums are a little bit different. So mm-hmm. when you start with the keys, with the melody, um, being a key player, um, the drums, what makes you gravitate to the drums too? I, I can tell you really gravitate to the drums as well. Yeah. And I feel like even though the whole process of, of me making the beat is fun, but I feel like once I get to them drums, it's like, Ooh, like we get ready to get into it now. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's, it's a fun thing for me once I start getting into them drums. And for me, I love percussion. Okay. Um, I have I didn't grow up actually playing drums, but it's something about percussion and you know like open hi hats and I, and hi hats and stuff for me that just does something to me. So once I get into them drums, it's like ooh, let me be more creative. I can yeah. you know I can replace a hi hat for a snare. Right. You know, as a, you can be that 
versatile and do things like that so once I get into the drums I just kind of just go all out and just like let me just be as different as possible because that's really like the person that I am I'm just very different okay okay what, what do you produce here which which software which doll well I use logic but I use machine as a mm -hmm. slave in logic okay um, when I first started producing, I did have a keyboard, a Korg M3 keyboard. I made all of my beats on there. But once I transitioned to a computer, I started off with machine. Everything okay. was in GarageBand. So really machine, studio, and native instruments is really what I use. Okay. Okay. And between that, you got all the sounds you need, really. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So take us all the way back to the beginning. What got you into producing music, you know, at the very beginning? Yeah. So, man, you know, when I was I was young, um, I had to be about 12, 13. Literally, I was in probably like the fifth grade or something like that. And um, I remember we had a substitute teacher mm -hmm. and he randomly asked us. He said he was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? He asked the whole class and something just clicked. And it was like, I want to be a music producer. <laughs> and literally, when I tell you, I didn't know much about a music producer. But it was kind of like it was my calling because I was always around my dad at a very young age, around like three or four years old. I would be in the studio with him. He used to rap when I was a kid, when I was a baby. Okay. Okay. And I was in there with him. I will always remember this environment, like the walls was painted black. There were signatures written all over the walls. Mm. When I walked into the booth, before I knew it was the booth, something would happen with my ears. I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. But I didn't know what it was. So growing right. up, I kind of started to figure out this is what I should be doing. This is kind of like my calling music production. So once I said I wanted to be a music producer, I told my dad, he kind of believed in it before I believed in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's probably hyped. Music and he bought me a keyboard. He spent okay. money and he kind of got it started for me and I just taught myself everything. So that's really the beginning of it all. Okay. Okay. You just you built from there. So um, I know your, your dad was probably hype. He's like, you going to the family business. She's going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was excited. It was, he was almost more excited than me because it was kind of was like he, he was understanding before I was understanding. You know right. what I mean? Like I was saying it, but I didn't understand. And he's just, it was like, he knew, you know what I right. mean? So he invested right. in it. And, you know, it's just like, he knew what was happening. So once he invested I taught myself everything. I taught myself mm -hmm. the basics from what a tempo was, from what metronome, metronome was. You oh, know what wow, I mean? Okay. The right. little things I just started teaching myself. It, it was like I just I just knew that this was something that I wanted to do and I had a passion for it and I was eager to learn more about it. Okay. Okay. And like in that age, you know, starting so early, because you started pretty early in high school, did you find like, you know, little artists and other people to work with and other producers to work with in high school, you know? that age yeah. well i started really finding other producers to collab with more so in college and beyond but in high school i always kind of wanted to play in a go-go band okay <laughs> so it was other people that had their little go-go bands going on and mm. i was playing keys in high school and they would be like hey you know what i mean play the keys for us da, 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 da. and i started doing it a little bit it didn't really work out but it was kind of was the fact that they did see something in me and I did do a little bit in practices and stuff like that. But right. I was more so into sports in high okay. school and basketball and stuff like that. But ended up injuring myself a little too much and I couldn't just continue with it. So by the time it was time to go to college, I strictly said, hey, I'm going to do music. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And that that's that's perfect for college because you in the dorms and I'm sure everybody's in there trying to rap and sing and you the producer. <laughs> so I'm sure your 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 uh dorm was probably the spot since you had your keyboard. What? And Man, my whole room was a whole studio. <laughs> I had my phone set up. I had my diffusions panels set up on the ceiling. I literally had my room set up as a studio. So I did do studio sessions okay. and session artists in my room and, you know, make a little bit of money and stuff yeah. like that. I connect well with artists while I was in college for sure. Okay. Okay. And at that time, who were some of your influences on the production side? Man, I want to say at that time it was kind of was like Mike Will. Mm. Um, it's always been like Timberland and Pharrell. Okay. Um, but yeah, for for the most part, I think at that time it was like Mike Will was kind of doing it. He was popping, you know what I mean. And then right. the, um, producers like uh, Sony Digital, he was coming up and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, mm. it was a lot of influence in, in them guys for sure during that time. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, you went from, you know, in a dorm situation where, you know, you all you got you surrounded by people who want to rap or sing or do everything. So once you get out of college, how's it been finding, you know, people to work with once you once you left that environment? Yeah. So kind of organically, when I came home, I told myself that a lot of people told me I went to school in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went okay. to John Smith University, which is a private HBCU. Um I just wanted to go back home. I felt like right. I wanted to go back home because I felt like, you know, at home, I want to branch out there. I want to get my name out at home before I expand anywhere else. I could move to LA, ATL or anything like that, but I wanted to come back home and get everything started. So, you know, I just felt like once I come back home, let me just start just, just getting it done. Once right. I got back home, I connected with the studio called HH Studios in Northeast okay. DC. Northeast DC is what I where I was raised at as well. So, okay, organically just connected with them. I knew a producer that was already working there by the name of Big Moon. Shout out to Big mm -hmm. Moon Motivation. I had worked with him when I was young. Once I first started, it was this music program in Northwest DC at Capitol Heights. I um, you know, I started working there when I was a kid just to learn everything. But once I got out of college, I connected with him at HH and then it kind of just flew off from there. I, the other artists that was working at HH, I started, you know, kind of just working with them and mm -hmm. branching out with them, getting my name, you know, out there. We started doing like beat tapes and stuff like that at HH. And it kind of yeah. just organically happened because I just was naturally like, let me get out here. Let me get on the scene. Let's see what's going on in DC. Haven't mm -hmm. been here for years let me see what's you know let me see what's happening so right that organically happened yeah okay okay how, how you feel about the dc music scene now at this point i know you got your I home base it. at ha studios but as, as a whole i like it you know i like yeah. it um you know for me i i strive to be mainstream mm. so that's mostly what i listen to okay. now i to a lot of locals and for for to to be quite honest i have a um a track coming out with an artist called killer keisha she's from northeast dc i don't know if you heard of her yet but we got some stuff in the works i had a song with an artist called goo glizzy off of the glizzy game mm -hmm. had some track that we put together so i had some you know a couple things going on with locals and i like the locals but for me i've always been a very you know unique individual so i always try to you know find or organically come across the unique people right 
even in the DMV. Is, you know, because you, you know you you can come across a lot of the same music or and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I had a call coming in. Um, okay. You know, it's, you always come across people who are doing the, the the same things or always trying to sound the same and stuff like that. But I always try to just find the people that's unique. Because for me as a producer, I always want to be unique. I don't want to really produce the same things that you're hearing. I want to mm-hmm. produce not hearing you know what i mean it could be in the same lane but it's going to be something different about it that'll right. grab you right right and that's a, i mean that's the kind of music that i enjoy is is something that because i like all genres of music long as it's, it's like you say unique and it's got some kind of vulnerability or some kind of openness to it you know so yeah. I, mean, I like the fact that you're going with that in your music and plus that you know how to play keys and you're big in the drums too like th- growing up knowing learn how to play keys how's that affected you as a producer um you know, oh, positively or negatively, a whole lot for sure. Because, like I had mentioned earlier, I did teach myself a lot of the basics to mm-hmm. understand. Once I got to college, I started understanding chord progressions. I started understanding keys and a lot of the terminology and music theory. So, okay. jazz ensemble, and I was an electric music ensemble. And you know, I always loved artists like. Robert Glasper, he's my favorite music. Jill Scott, yeah, you know, music Soul Child, Floor Tree. I love those artists. That does like I love neo soul. That's really my go-to. Mm-hmm. So once I got to school, I was able to kind of play some of those songs in the band, and when we perform, I was able to kind of play those and then you know freestyle all off of it. So that 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 really elevated my musicianship a lot right. you know what I mean? right keyboard player okay okay and uh i would say lastly just think back over the past couple years um you know what's one or two lessons that you've learned that's uh you know either as a producer or just in the music business a couple lessons that you've learned that uh just helped you out today wow, that's a great question um you know what I- i've definitely learned as a music producer you are the canvas. You have to let the artist paint the canvas. So, of course, at first, I would make these, all these different sounds. There would be so much going on. <laughs> but I had to learn, let, I am the canvas. Let the artist paint. Give them the base of what they need and let them do the rest of the work. I learned okay. that. Um, what else? I also learned, um, be, you like I said, be unique as possible. Build your own sound. Like Pharrell and Timberland and, all, and Missy, they have their own sound. Once you hear that beat, the first five seconds, you probably know already who produced it. You know what I mean? And I right. feel like I'm in the age of finding myself. And I think it's a beautiful thing because I try to just embrace everything that's happening. If I haven't found my sound yet, it's beautiful that I'm finding it. It's beautiful that I'm in the midst of getting it together. You know what I mean? So right. finding your sound is very important. That way, further than the line, further than the line, I have artists that's coming to me because they know what I can deliver. They right. know what I'll be able to bring. And so far, I know that I'm very um, versatile. Like from Sugar Print EP, you can tell I can do it all. You know, I'm yeah, not... Definitely. One lane, I can do the trap, I can do the neo soul, I can do the RB, I can do a little bit of 
Afro. I can do it all, which I love about me. But of course, I'm still finding myself, which is, I think it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, um, finding your sound is a huge part of being a producer, letting the artists have space on that track so they can do what they want to do. And you guys are collaborating. That way you're not in the way of the artist and, you know, doing too much. Like I said, at first I used to do a lot, but I had to learn. I had to make at least 300 to 400 beats on that keyboard that I had before I had to figure out, okay, let me take this out. Let me just, you know what I mean? Just do right. this. Right. Yeah, those are definitely the tips that I would give. No, that's some great tips. Those are some really great tips. And I'm sure work with artists. You see, like when you when you have all these different things in the beat, when you work with an artist, you're like, okay, where do I fit in? So you know, you got to strip some things down, like take some yeah. things off. So that's that's really good advice. Um, to everybody listening out there, if you haven't already, check out the the Sugar Print EP by Brown Sugar, Miss Brown Sugar Productions. I appreciate it again joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored.